happy to be with you again today, and I'm happy that you are with me in this time. I wish I could see your face. I wish I could talk with you, even as I share, but I know that God speaks through his word, and so as we share together, I'm sure he'll speak to us. We're talking about the kind of commitment that God wants us to have as a believer, if we're serious with him. And today, I want to read to you from Second Peter, I'm sorry, First Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. And in those verses, Peter describes the believers. He said, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. <clears throat> In these verses, Peter describes the people we call the church, the called out ones, the people who have met Christ and have joined together to share him with others through his body, the church. And the kind of commitment that uh, we need to have if we're going to be a real follower of Christ is a commitment to Christ, but it's also a commitment to his church because he said he's the head and the church is his body. And, you know, all these years that I've been married, someone could talk about me, but when they talked about my wife, that was more serious because she was very special to me, and that really upset me if somebody did that. And the same thing with Christ. If we don't have a commitment to his, to his body, the church, we really don't have that much of a commitment to him. So we need to be involved and need to be committed to the local church. And he expects that. And that's, the church is not buildings. It's not a denomination. It's not a place. But it's, it's a group of people. Now, we meet at a place. And we meet in a building. But he describes the church as, a, as, a, as a, a group of believers who have come together in Christ. Now, the reason Jesus Christ expects us to be committed to his church is because he's the founder. In Matthew 16, 18, he said, I will build my church. Jesus said he will build his church like a contractor builds a building. He even describes us in 1 Corinthians 3, 9. He said, you are the building, and you are the living stones that comprise the church. We cannot build the church ourselves, but Jesus can and will build the church with people who are surrendered and committed to him. That's why at our church it's important that you be committed and be involved and, and make yourself a part of the body and become a part of the, of the ministering part of the body. It, it always the church is under construction because we're adding new people to it and we're growing people to fill into the very needs of the church. But just think of the church as a wall of bricks and you're one of the bricks. If you pull a brick out of the middle of the wall, the whole thing can come tumbling down. You're important because God wants you to be a brick in his church. He wants you to be a part. Uh, Jesus leads the church as the head and in Ephesians 5:23, Christ is the head of the church, the Bible says. Jesus is seeking to lead us as the leader, as the director of his body. Our brain controls our bodies. Jesus is the brain that's to control the church. He's to guide the leaders. He's to guide the people. We're to function under his direction, under his power, and under his leadership. Jesus loves the church like a husband loves his new bride. 
Ephesians 5.25 tells us. This is the way it explains it. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Jesus loves us, the church, so much that he gave himself up for us. He totally left heaven, came to earth, died on the cross, gave up everything that he was to become our Savior and our Lord. And the church is his bride, he says. And another reason why we should be committed to the church is because of the focus of the church. Uh, The focus of the church is in several directions. First, the focus of the church is upward in worship. It's the church's responsibility to help people worship, that we as a body are committed to help people come into contact with God. Now, worship is, is, it involves a lot of things. It involves music and singing. It involves prayer. It involves preaching. It involves commitment. It involves it, all kinds of uh, recognition of who God is. John four twenty three says, True worshipers shall worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. So when we gather together, we are to worship, and we are to do that as we praise God through song, as we pray to God, as we receive the message from God, as we go out to live it out. We, we actually become living worshipers as we live it out daily in our daily walk with God and as we go about our activities. So it's important that we worship. Also, the focus of the church is inward to the believers to grow. 2 Peter 3.18 says, Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As believers, we, we have the call and the challenge and the commitment to grow. And growing means that we have to do some things. We can't just sit around and do nothing and, and grow. To grow, we have to commit ourselves to be involved. We have to pray. We have to seek God's face. We have to be, be willing to do what God tells us to do. We need to be into his word, studying his word. So that focus helps us to grow, but also the focus of the church is outward to others. Jesus, Jesus commanded us to make disciples. Now, make doesn't mean force people, but it means to help people to come into a relationship with him. Acts 5.42 says, And every day in the temple and from house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as, as the Christ. So whether they were in the place of worship or whether they were just going about their daily activities, they were sharing Christ with others. Another reason that, that we are to take seriously the church is because of the fellowship of the church. Acts 2.42 reminds us, and they are continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. We need each other. We need accountability. We need encouragement. We need what others can do for us and what we can do for them. We can be like a bag of marbles, single units that don't affect each other, except in collision. And we can, or we can be a bag of grapes, and as the juices begin to mingle, there's no way you can separate them as they become part of the whole. So each of us is a part, and we're a part of what God wants to do. I want, I want to encourage you to find a place of ministry, a small group, do everything that's necessary to help you grow, because it's essential that you grow. It's essential that we have that fellowship. And it's important that we take every part of it seriously. I hope you, if you're not already, will make a commitment to not only Jesus the head, 
but to his body, the church, a commitment that's real and lasting and serious. God bless you. Have a great day.